0: Supply chains are being moved, sole supply chain risk globally is being highlighted. Um, I think the trade war is likely to return at some point uh, this year, and a Trump re-election, which I would say is more likely than not, will permanently change that U.S.-Sino relationship. So if that happens, I think a second Trump term has capital market restrictions on Chinese firms, and I just think that Corona may have been the exclamation point on the end of an economic cycle for China. And this concept of China as the world manufacturing base has just taken a, an extreme hit. That idea may have, uh, they
1: have died an abrupt death last week. Okay, well, we better bear that in mind. Thank you very much for your thoughts, Brock. That's Brock Silver's Managing Director at Adamas Asset Management. You're listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3. Let's take a look around the markets. It's Australian equities that seem to be taking the biggest hit this morning. They're down about 2.5%. Uh, over in Japan, the Nikkei 225 is down over 1%. Uh, futures markets indicating the Hang Seng is going to open about 150, 160 60 points or so lower at the open this morning, but anything could happen after that. In the commodities markets, Brent crude oil is trading at $49.73 a barrel, and gold is moving up here in Asian trading at $1,591 an ounce. And the Japanese yen remains at the uh, the high point of the year against the US dollar. It's at uh, 107.7 right now. I'll be back tomorrow morning with all the latest updates on what's going on in the financial markets and the business world tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock. Back checks coming up after the 8.30 news with Hugh Chiverton and Mike Rouse. The weather forecast, mainly cloudy, sunny intervals in the afternoon, maximum temperature of about 23 degrees. It's going to remain cloudy and a few rain patches in the next couple of days. Temperature right now, 21 degrees, 85% relative humidity. Coming up to 8.32, here's Samantha Butler with the half-hour news.
2: Civil servants return to the workplace from today. Despite concerns this could further the spread of the coronavirus, unions have said people should still work from home until the epidemic is under control. Professor Paul Yip from the University of Hong Kong's Department of Social Work and Social Administration expressed surprise that the Centre for Health Protection wasn't consulted on the move.
3: We have to resume life, but the other very major consideration is to ensure this transmission can be kept. As more as possible but the view of the epidemic the development i am a bit surprised because i think as you can see in south korea in japan in Iran, i mean there are a number of countries are still at the early phase of the epidemic which have quite an exponential growth so it is quite a concern and also now there is a concern whether that infection now it is coming back uh, not only from china from other places i mean to come back to hong kong
2: An Australian think tank says it has evidence that at least 80,000 Chinese Uyghurs have been sent to work in factories that make global brands. It believes this is the next phase of China's re-education of Muslim Uyghurs. Here's the BBC's Michael Bristow. The Australian
4: Strategic Policy Institute says it found Uyghur workers in 27 factories in nine provinces. He said these employees had little option to refuse or escape these work placements. One of the international companies accused of benefiting from this labor, Nike, told the Washington Post that it upheld international labor standards. The think tank believes many workers were given their assignments after leaving detention in Xinjiang, where it's thought a million Uyghurs have been placed. If true, this allegation would represent a new aspect of China's attempt to dictate the lives of its Uyghur minority.
2: Peter Buttigieg, the former Indiana mayor who made an ambitious run for president, is to end his bid for the White House. Despite a promising start, his campaign has failed to gain momentum within the Democratic Party. Here's the BBC's Peter Bowes.
4: Pete Buttigieg
5: garnered strong support as the youngest Democratic candidate in a field dominated by veteran politicians. He won the Iowa caucuses and came in second in New Hampshire. But he fared badly, managing only fourth place in the South Carolina primary, an election that highlighted the former mayor's inability to win support from black voters. Pete Buttigieg's decision comes just ahead of Super Tuesday, the biggest primary election test for the candidates, with the race focusing on a battle between between Bernie Sanders and the former Vice President Joe Biden,
2: you're listening to the news on RTHK.
5: Good morning, and welcome to Bank Chat. I'm Hugh Chiverton, your co-host. Today is Mike Rouse. Mike, good morning to you. Good morning, Hugh. In the first part of the program today, we're going to be talking about Friday's arrest of Jimmy Lai and two other pro-democracy figures. After criticism by local politicians and by the U.S. government, the Department of Justice defended its decision uh, in a statement and said it was wholly speculative, totally baseless to suggest that the prosecutorial decisions were made under undue influence. Prosecutors of the DOJ will not be influenced by any investigatory, political, media, community or individual interest or representation. We'll be talking about that. We'll also be talking about latest developments in the virus situation, as many civil servants return to work today and senior officials are promised to donate a month's pay to local charities. As ever, give us a call with your thoughts, 233-88266 or email bankchat@rthk.hk or comment on our Facebook page. That's Backchat on RTHK Radio 3 and join the discussion today. Uh, We're going to be uh, joined shortly by Mark Simon from uh, Next Media, Next Media columnist, and uh, then we'll be focusing on health later in the uh, programme. Here's an email, first of all, from Peter, who says, uh, with a comment on the arrests of Jimmy Lai and two other democracy figures, don't you see the irony and double standards here? Officials in the US have been charged for suspected collusion with Russia but when Jimmy Lai, Lee Cheuk-yan and young Sum openly collude with the USA, Taiwan and other western countries to interfere in Hong Kong and mainland China affairs to fund and incite large-scale protests and riots they suddenly become victims and political persecuted prosecuted uh, if they would do the same in US or USA or UK working together with China or Russia they would be charged with treason or endangering national security But no, the U.S., international, local media and many U.S.-funded NGOs call the trio's arrest political prosecution by the Hong Kong government without even understanding the charges. Meanwhile, did your local guests and Amnesty International ever speak out on Julian Assange's U.S. extradition hearing that he's looking at a maximum prison sentence of 175 years? calling out the UK Kangaroo Court proceedings. RTHK and Backchat also has nothing to say on the current proceeding and treatment of Julian Assange, a fellow journalist, editor and publisher with a stellar, 100% accurate reporting record. Neither would RTHK report when a Uh, when American spies teamed up with a Spanish security company to plant secret surveillance and record every move and conversations of Assange when he was in the Ecuadorian embassy, or recent revelations that the US spies plotted to kidnap or even poison Julian Assange. Just keep quiet and hope that this blows over. Uh, Shame on you, RTHK. That comes uh, from Peter Mark Simon. Good morning to you.
0: Good morning to you. How
5: are you? I'm very well, thank you. Yes. Um, Were you surprised? Was uh, Jimmy surprised by the arrest on uh, Friday?
0: Yeah, we were surprised. I mean, the first thing I have to say is the free market's a wonderful place for a guy like that, Peter, to actually have a job in the real world. I mean, to come up with that stuff and then be employable. His employer must be a saint. But honestly, um, this is the type of stuff that Hong Kong is facing now. Basically... They do things like, like arresting Jimmy Lee-Chuck-Yan and Young-Sum. And then they basically move into this whole Julian Assange, mysterious spies. I mean, what kind of mind works like that unless there's just no other goal than to confuse everything? The fact of the matter is the arrest of Jimmy and Young-Sum and Lee-Chuck-Yan on Friday... Is the new guy's in, he's letting everybody know he's in charge, and we've got a gorilla, a knuckle-dragger, and he is going to tear Hong Kong apart. There is no way this can be seen as anything other than their first shot across the bow of the democracy movement. I'm sorry. It was an action. It was an action of brute force. There was no need to even come and arrest these guys, Jimmy and Lee Chuck Yan and the other ones. All they could do is pick up the phone and they come down to the station. That's what you're you You've got—a 71-year-old, a 72-year-old, and a 63-year-old. and You can't do that. You got to send 12 people to Jimmy Lai's house, and then the police department leaked the—you know they leaked the arrest. We had we had reporters showing up at 5 a.m. The cops didn't show up till 7:30. They brought a media relations team with them. So the police chief is a dishonest man if he says he doesn't leak that. So we should ask the police chief, are you a dishonest man? Because the police chief will be lying to the people of Hong Kong to say that he didn't leak this arrest for maximum public exposure, to please his masters in Beijing. And I think Peter Tang has just earned himself top spot in my world for Magnitsky. And I'm I'm not kidding. I think he's the man now that the United States government has to look at, and he has to start facing a lot of issues like that when he goes abroad. And he's not going to be invited abroad anymore either. You know, there's no reason, he's not a respectable police chief, to allow that what happened on Friday he should apologise to the people of Hong Kong.
5: Could, OK, could that, could that have, just to clarify, when you talk about the new bosses, Are you talking? I assume you're talking about the liaison office and the Hong Kong and Macau affairs office. Yeah. Uh, of and of couldn't of this, course. I mean, uh, to be honest, these leaks happen all the time, can't they? couldn't have just been inadvertent. It doesn't have to be part of a plot. No, it, uh,
0: it, of course it's part of a plot. These leaks don't happen all the time. They make arrests all the time without going and telling people. This, this came from the very top. You don't make a move. On these three individuals, without Beijing's approval, and, and let's look at it. Hong Kong is suffering from the coronavirus. We've got all these issues going on in Hong Kong on the economy. We have people losing jobs. But what does our new top guy from Be- in Beijing and in Hong Kong? What's their number one priority? Arrest three elderly democracy activists. That's their top priority.
4: Mark, they're not serious people. Mark, you gotta hold on a minute. Um, the, let me put the contrary to you um, I thought the whole idea of civil disobedience was that you did something knowing it was against the law so that you would be arrested so that you would highlight the injustice against which you were protesting uh, sure
0: it, but every, every, look, look no one complains about that I'm complaining of the manner in which this was done Okay. they didn't need to do it the way they did it. They did it this way to arrive at intimidation. Also, Mike, come on, let's be serious. All of a sudden they're doing this on 831. That's the date they're charging people with. What is that? Just this magical date that was out there.
4: Coinciding with Prince Edward, I guess.
0: Of course, because they're trying to whitewash Prince Edward. Because that's that's the day that the police know they're in trouble for. So what are they going to do? They're going to whitewash it and say, see, these are the individuals that started it. We're going to convict them for starting all this civil unrest. People have to really stop. No offense, Mike, you've got to get out of the mindset that you think this is still Hong Kong from 1995. This is not. We have mainland Chinese officials, CCP officials, who are Still upset that Hong Kong is not coming to heal quickly enough. Now the new tactic is intimidate older activists and make mass arrests.
4: But what
3: are
0: the reactions of the police on the street?
4: Well, they arrested on, what, 115 on uh, over the weekend? For yes, the comm- commemoration?
0: Look, yes, of course. Mike, the problem we have is, and this is what people I'm so tired of the expat community and all the business guys going, oh, if you'd only do, you know, if you guys would only back down. Look, they don't care about the Hong Kong economy. They don't care about the Hong Kong people. Don't let Carrie Lam tell you these things. They're letting the family of a, imagine this. Oriental Daily News every other day has been writing a story about why Jimmy Lai should be arrested, every other day. They were, they were going after the Secretary of Justice because he wouldn't, she wouldn't do it. Then magically, the new guys from Beijing come in, and these charges get brought back. This is all about inciting a reaction in Hong Kong so they can clamp down. That is what they think they can do, and that's what they want to do, and I think we have to get away from this. As I said about the expats and the business community, they're constantly saying, oh, you know, we can find peace. oh, we can do this. Folks, they're not interested. And they told you that when they arrested these three gentlemen on Friday and when they started doing these mass arrests again. They're not interested.
4: Do you think... it w- they're not w- interested in would, you have, would you have had the same reaction if they'd called them all up and said, come into your nearest police station at 9 o'clock? Probably
0: not as visceral, probably not as visceral, but then again, if they did that, they wouldn't have been trying to do, send the message that they sent, okay? We know the message they wanted to send, we're coming to get you. That's the message they're sending. Okay, You, know, you, you, can't, you, you, can't, you can't apply my, you can't apply Yorkshire pleasing mentality to these guys, okay? It doesn't work.
5: Okay, okay. we have another, uh, this is an email from Andrew Kay. Who says Jimmy Lai and his pals belong in jail for funding riots? There clearly is no political objective. The little thugs are doing this for money. That comes from Andrew Kay. Um, uh, uh, let me but, put That's it. the point. I mean, here you have
0: Andrew Kay, who's probably not a very bright person. I don't mind Kim Jaden's insult. Who, who thinks that? Nobody thinks. You're trying to tell me all these kids on the street, all these kids are getting their heads smacked in for what? How much money? we we'll are going there, think of it as an idiot who writes something like that. And then they actually get a say in this, it, and we're suppo- I'm supposed to sit here politely go, well, Andrew K., you have a point. No, you don't. You're a self-interested person who's upset that probably your business is off. I'm sorry your business is off, but it's not the kids in the street doing it. It's not my boss that's doing it. It's not Lee Chuck Dan that's doing it. It's the guys up north who lied to the world about the coronavirus, basically put this virus out on the world, and now everybody's still trying to find a way to somehow
3: make nice with
5: them. When it comes to Jimmy Light, as you say, of course, there's been tremendous pressure to to prosecute him, as Andrew Kay was suggesting there, for funding the riots and in all kinds of ways, uh, you know, supporting the, the, uh, the civil disobedience and so on. I mean, but the actual charges which have been laid are, how can I put it? They, they're they're, they're, um, they're a bit feeble. I mean, you could argue. I mean, that's the whole point. That's the whole point. They are feeble. If they had some, well, then, if well, then, Are they face, are they doing kind of the harassing. minimum that Beijing has asked? You no. know, they,
0: no, no, no. The, the, we, we we've gone past that. Look, uh, the police force in Hong Kong still has some good guys in it. The prosecutorial offices still have good people. There are still good people here, but unfortunately. What I believe we are seeing is the micromanagement of actions directed directly from Beijing, the new team, the Hong Kong Macau Affairs Office, directly through to execute right. small, minor actions such as this. In other words, I don't, I don't even believe there was a decision made on the part of the Hong Kong government on this.
4: Mark, I've got to ask you one thing. thing. One of the charges against Jimmy, and because we can't talk about the merits of the charges, because they're before the court, but one of them was in respect of his conduct vis-à-vis another media representative, and that media organisation has queried many, many times publicly... why is Oriental Daily. Why why is no action being taken against this man for this criminal action? So it is another media organisation. Hold
0: on a
4: second. We're talking about Oriental
0: Daily news here. Yes, we are. This This is white. (laughs)
5: But you know the government doesn't like Oriental Daily. The government is, in Beijing is no friend of the Oriental Daily either, they? they? are,
0: no. But you know what? Oriental Daily presented them with a nice little thing here. They couldn't... Mike, this is the point. For two and a half years, they did nothing, and then all of a sudden, magically, the new guys from Beijing show up. Jimmy had already been questioned on this once before, which is why they should have just called him in, by the way, instead of sending somebody. You know, so in other words, they've already gone through this. So basically, and we all know it's ridiculous. you got a 69-year-old man talking to a quasi-reporter. If anybody thinks that guy's a real reporter, his whole job is one thing, follow Jimmy we'll lie around He's like a professional heckler, okay? But anyway, it is what it is. It'll be, it'll be handled in the court. But I'm trying to get down to the point here. This is a government. Hong Kong is, the Hong Kong people are facing tremendous hardships. We have everything going wrong, and what's the first thing these guys decide to do is stir the pot. And this was a decision we all know was made at a very senior level. So at a very senior level, they did not say, I know, we will not do anything now. We'll wait a couple of months, let everything calm down, but we strongly feel we have to move forward. They said, no, now we're going to deliver a shot to these guys. And by the way, we're going to charge him with eight thirty one. Because we need to reverse the verdict on 831.
5: That's a very important concept for them, reversing the verdict. Okay, well, Mark Simon, thanks for joining us. Next media economist joining us on the line. Uh, from the US, say what you think, <laughs> uh, Mark. Uh, if you want to uh, respond to that, uh, then uh, call us 233 88266, or you can email backchat at rthk.hk. Uh, uh, Joseph Lee has joined us now, the healthcare sector lawmaker. Mr. Lee, good morning to you. Uh, thank you very much indeed for for, for joining. So, I want to talk to you uh, principally about the about the health uh, uh, latest developments with the, with with the virus. But just on, on the politics, do you have any thoughts on that that arrest on on Friday, and also uh, the return, it seems, of uh, demonstrations uh, over the weekend? Well, obviously,
3: there's a, a kind of. Um, uh, Voices make from our camp that well the um, arrest is totally unnecessary. And uh, obviously, well, as you just mentioned that litigation well, put to court, I don't think it's a uh, appropriate time for us to mention any about details. But what um, I think the public will have a sentiment that well, we lose the confidence with the government to do anything. Obviously, including the arrest, which is unnecessary, uh, we think. Uh, and from that point, I think the now what the government tries to do is uh, try to do is. Not to contain the uh, outbreak in Hong Kong, but uh, seemingly uh, try to use other strategy or to, to just to uh, let Hong Kong people know that the government is not doing the right thing.
5: Okay, uh, so today uh, many civil servants will be returning uh, to work, although there are instructions about sort of staggering and reducing the amount of people in the office at at any one time. Uh, But there's also some discussion about the fact that this this decision was apparently not made in consultation with the Centre for Health Protection, but by the administration on its own. Uh, What are your thoughts on that?
3: but that is one of the examples that why we just mentioned that, well, people in Hong Kong mostly I have confidence with the government. As you can see, this kind of dogmatic kind of decisions is based on nothing. Uh, but well, obviously it's based not, uh, or, or not on scientific evidence. As you can see that, well, and Hong Kong is now under all the effort to try to control the epidemics uh, in Hong Kong. So people are trying to, well, the, even the CHP, advise people in Hong Kong, but to keep a social distance and try not to go to places overclouded, that kind of situation. But unfortunately, the government decided to, let's say, resume a part of uh, her, government serv- uh, her government servant's duty, and that will cause a lot of problems, might, in that uh, situation. So I-, I don't think that is a wise decision. And it- it's not a very well-planned kind of decision at all.
4: Do you think, do you think it's been uh, influenced by the decision in the mainland that everyone should go back to work now? To rescue the economy? Well,
3: but- that's a saying that well, uh, the mainland uh, government tried to uh, do some sort of focused uh, resuming of work, that kind of situation. So, Hong Kong might, as you can see, the Korean government is, got, is always, well, uh, make ourselves politically correct. That might be one of the saying. But now, as you can see, Hong Kong, well, we are we're trying to contain the epidemic. Uh, hopefully, uh, with this kind of strategy or decision from the government, we do not have any large scale company outbreak, otherwise, we'll be in problems. Oh. And, and one thing I have to mention that even though uh, some, the, some of the government servants have to resume work and return to duty, and there has to be state vigilance and, and, and make sure that the personal hygiene is okay and protect themselves and protect others as well.
4: I, I must say, though, over the weekend, the Surgeon General of uh, the United States uh, said that. Uh, urging people not to go out and buy masks. Uh, they, they can't help you to resist the, the virus. Wasn't that an interesting statement from the top medical officer in the US?
3: Well, that I think that would be a kind of understandable claim because uh, they told, I think the uh, context or environment is totally different. As you can see, Hong Kong is c- quite overcrowded places. As far as US is concerned, might be the... Uh, 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 most of the people are, are, are not using public transport, and they um, drive to office, going to phone, and with a lot of uh, uh, rooms for so-called social distancing, that kind of concept. But as far as Hong Kong is concerned, I don't think this uh, claim for not wearing masks and working in Hong Kong, and uh, doing no good to Hong Kong. And doing, as far as public health is concerned, we still have to be vigilant in keeping all this kind of personal hygiene and social distancing concept to po- to contain the epidemics.
4: Right, but there there is a lot. There is a thing to be said for a, at least a skeleton service to be provided by all government departments, is now? I mean, things are beginning to uh, routine things like getting a vehicle license renewed or driving license renewed. Um, if the if the transport department is closed for weeks or months, people can't do these routine things. Then you have to make Uh, extraordinary allowances and say to people, well, it was okay for you to drive without a driving licence because we didn't open the office.
3: Well, I guess that's why uh, I just mentioned that it is a very good or systematic way of um, planning to, or to resume work. Well, obviously, one of the essential services or skeletal services has to resume systematically or uh, just... uh, uh, Part of it, or, or, or in uh, a kind of um, systematic way, and not that kind of uh, all-or-none ca- kind of situation. And we open every office, that will create a lot of unnecessary overcrowding situation. And that's why the government has to plan which one will be essential, skeleton, and provide minimum public service. Uh, as far as uh, uh, services is concerned, uh, people might be still try to use online services as well. As you can see, smartphones and online services are quite. Convenient for most of people. So, um, with the saying that government tried to reopen most of the public service, that is still a kind of uh, not well uh, designed, not well planned decision.
5: Okay, on the issue of civil servants going back to work, uh, John. Says, uh, very surprised to hear the Centre for Health were not consulted. Hundreds of thousands more people in circulation using public transport and restaurants, etc., can only increase the chances of a serious outbreak. It certainly won't keep cases down. It doesn't make sense. Also, many of the self-quarantined people all around Hong Kong get out during the next week. Medical reports say the virus incubation period could be 28 days, so they may still be infected but showing no symptoms yet. Plus, the Hong Kong residents stuck in Wuhan and Japan will start returning soon, so a rise in cases is more likely. At public facilities, people running around sports fields, for example, will surely only spread vapour and droplets. Uh, another two to three weeks' isolation will be much more sensible uh, in view of the dramatic spike in cases worldwide. Hong Kong has done well until now because of resident vigilance. Tomorrow never knows. That comes from uh, John. Our number is 233 So we got a caller on the line? or OK, Mike. Hello, Mike. Yeah, go ahead.
3: Good morning. Can you Good hear me? Good morning. Yes, go ahead. Uh, just a week before last, I went to transportation to- Department got my driver's license renewed in five minutes. I thought it was just fantastic. So I don't know where you thought, what you mean. The transportation department's closed.
4: It was certainly closed last week. I went to the one in Admiralty.
3: Oh yeah, that's where I went. That's where I went, and it was like uh, what time did you go? After five?
4: No, no. Before the nine? shutters were down. It was closed.
3: Oh really? Okay. That was well. Then I, then I must have got in there. Just, uh, just ahead of time because it was, uh, it was, uh, it was like uh, on the Friday the week before last.
5: I think some offices are doing like reduced hours, so they will sometimes be open a partial service. I got, was, no, I, maybe, I got no, idea. But I was I'm just a, trying to compromise a, here. <laughs>
3: I was just in the area and I knew the other yeah. government offices were closed. So I thought, well, let me give it a shot. And I went in, I went in there, and I got it. I was really,
5: I was happily surprised.
4: Okay. All right. Okay. My, well, my my vehicle. old department was running a skeleton service. People, a few people, in the office. Which department was that? Invest Hong Kong. Oh, Invest Hong Kong. And uh, but most of them were at home. Okay. So yeah, there is a, a, a skeleton service in many places. But I do know the shutters were down because I went up the escalator and there's it's just a big shutter, and I came back down the escalator. OK. Well, Joseph
5: Lee, many, many thanks for uh, joining us this morning, a uh, healthcare sector lawmaker. Uh, we're going to be joined by a doctor who trained at the uh, London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine uh, after the news at nine. Uh, and, of course, if you've got any uh, medical questions, uh, she's the person to answer them. Uh, backchat at hk as ever, is the uh, address, or you can give us a call on 233 uh, 88266. okay yes, yeah, so when I was reading out uh, Peter's uh, email earlier, Earlier, which talked about Julian Assange Uh, uh, Peter's followed that up uh, saying that interesting that the most important section on Julian Assange was left out before handing over to Mark Simon this is because I I skipped um, some of Peter's message and what he points to as the most important section was the UN, however the UN special rapporteur on torture Niels Meltzer had lots of things to say in his report on Julian, uh, on Assange's cruel, inhuman and degrading treatment on behalf of the UK government and that the judiciary of the UK has proved either unwilling or unable to Guarantee due process. There you go. Uh, Peter, hope that solves the problem. The weather, mainly cloudy, light rain in the morning and at night. Temperatures up to 23 degrees,
2: 20 degrees.
5: Now, humidity is at 87%. Staff,
2: you're listening to the news on RTHK.
5: Welcome back. This is Back Chat on a Monday morning, first one of the week with Mike Rouse and me, Hugh Chiverson. We were talking uh, in the first part of the uh, programme with uh, Joseph Lee about uh, aspects of uh, public policy in relation to the virus uh, in Hong Kong and also with uh, Next Media columnist uh, Mark Simon, uh, whose boss, Jimmy Lai, was among those arrested uh, on Friday. And uh, he didn't mince his words about uh, his thoughts on that. Uh, We'll be uh, airing some of your views uh, some of your takes on that, uh, but focusing uh, for the most part in the remaining uh, 25 minutes or so of this program today on uh, medical issues. We're joined now by Dr. Sarah Borwine, who's a Canadian uh, physician who trained at the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine, was on the program uh, previously as well. Here to answer any sort of uh, medical uh, questions, uh, give us a call two three three eight eight two six six because the doctor uh, is in. Okay. Uh, Let's just, first of all, uh, hear some response to Mark Simon. Uh, Andrew Kay, who was criticised by Mark Simon, says, ''Can your guests support any of his objectionable opinions?'' Uh, Phil B says, Mark is clearly delusional. His left wing views are not appreciated. He is clearly an American and not a Hong Konger. He should keep his views to himself. His views incite violence. The people up north, as he says, are responsible for the arrests of the democratic activists. Hong Kong has the rule of law. If you break the law, suffer the consequences. Can you ask Mark to condemn the violence? Then tell him to go back to the US and mind his own business. If he feels so strongly about the protesters, why does he not push the US government to issue green cards to all protesters? That comes uh, from Phil B. Uh, And... uh, Toby says, I uh, I think your guest speaker, that's Mark Simon, needs to chill. Just because someone has a different point of view, he dismisses them out of hand as being idiots. He also makes wild and inaccurate claims based on what he believes. Here, have a tinfoil hat. It'll keep the bogeyman away. That comes uh, from Toby. Uh, Bowen says... Uh, Dear Backchat, in the wake of the arrest of the three Hong Kong pro-democracy leaders, Lord Patton said, quote, China's priority should clearly not be turning screws on a city which is celebrated for its commitment to values most of the world accepts and is battling coronavirus, It might be added that apart from battling coronavirus, Hong Kong has also been battling, and for a lot longer, something metaphorically comparable, the infiltration of the mainland's political values and practices in an open society like the city itself. Like coronavirus, those values and practices are pretty infectious, as can be seen in the recent mutterings of Donald Trump about coronavirus and seasonal flu in the US, which have been speedily corrected by American infectious disease experts. This is not the first time Trumpian rhetoric and even body language seems to have taken a leaf out of the book of the Chinese Communist Party. And the present coronavirus crisis can be viewed as a symbol for what the mainland is capable of exporting to the Western world politically and in other ways. Alan Lang was right when he said a long time ago, and I'm paraphrasing him, Hong Kong today, the Western countries tomorrow. That comes uh, from Bowen. And uh, Matthew says, well said, Mark Simon, so true. Everyone should listen carefully to this. Um, Thanks very much indeed for those comments. Oh, and one from, this is from um, Richard, uh, who says... Um, protesters continue to bomb clinics and RTHK fails to report, like last night's clinic bombing at Kowloon Bay, which other media reported, but not you guys. RTHK mentioned the arrest of 115 people for their protest in Mong Kok, yet wasted our time having us listen to Miss Yip, who instead of praising the officer his restraint, complained of past police brutality. Is it because she basically had to admit the police acted properly last night? And RTHK still wants us to believe it's fair and competent. Every violent protest, petrol a bomb or IED attack and journalistic fail is yet another reason why RTHK deserves to have its budget cut with the savings given to the police. Better yet, when they review the budget, someone should ask, why do taxpayers continue to have to fund Radio Turkey HK? And uh, Richard, uh, this is a correction because uh, in his first uh, email, Richard had said uh, the the. Uh, Clinic bombing in Kowloon Tong, so he adds a P.S. P.S. Note that I corrected my earlier message. Unlike unlike RTHK, which often fails to correct its mistakes, that comes uh, from Richard. Richard, I can't find any reference to a clinic bombing in Kaol, in uh, Kowloon Bay uh, anywhere. Sorry, um, if you know better, there was a there was a uh, an attack on in a clinic in Kwai Chung. Are you referring to that? Um, in which case I think you need another correction, uh, and uh, also you need an apology, because uh, it was covered in RTHK. If you read the story, 115 arrested after a night of violence uh, in Mong Kok, uh, it mentions the bombing of the clinic in Kwaichung. Chung. OK. Um, uh, and the petrol bomb at the MTR stations. And petrol bomb at the MTR stations. Uh, Martin says, uh, hey, Mike, have you seen the latest pictures from Costco? I think the motivation to make the recommendation not to wear masks was also made out of concern what might happen if people in the US can't get their hands on it. The US has a mask shortage like every country, but in the US they have to worry that people will shoot each other at the supermarket <laughs> over surgical masks. I assume that's big queues or Costco or empty shelves Right, well,
4: the next Hong Kong millionaire will be the guy who designs a mask for dogs or cats, obviously.
5: OK uh let's uh go to uh dr Borwine now good morning to you thanks for joining us once again good morning thanks very much indeed um uh where do you stand on the masks i don't think we've, we've asked you about the mask uh so mike is mike is quite adamant that uh uh he, he, he will never wear a mask should i keep my distance from him i mean i, I, I do anyway <laughs> but you know I especially
6: well i i think that being dogmatic that you should never wear a mask is also not right i, I... People, I think in Hong Kong, they kind of wear their masks like it's uh, it's a suit of armor, and they feel protected when they wear them. And of course, they don't provide that much protection to the average person. They are very important in healthcare settings. They are very important to wear if you're feeling unwell yourself.
4: Right, but, uh, but that, doctor, I, think, sir, I must jump in there. I yes. have said that if I'm unwell, if I'm sneezing, coughing, have a fever, showing any of the symptoms, I promised you on air, that I would wear a mask. Very and, good. And I did wear one in Macau when I went there because that's the law. When you ride on public transport in Macau, you have right. to wear a mask. So I comply with the law and I, comply, I will comply with good social practice.
6: I, I think the issue in Hong Kong also, there's two issues around it. One is you should probably wear them in, in crowded places. Uh, because you actually just don't know who's around you, and they do provide some protection—maybe ten or fifteen percent—if somebody near you is infectious. So it's a good idea in crowded places. Um, I think there's another issue: is that they—it's become an, a, a kind of um, a, a statement of solidarity almost. So when you don't wear a mask, other people feel afraid of you, and so sometimes I—you know—definitely I know there's many cases where. Walking down the street, it doesn't make sense to wear a mask. But sometimes I wear one just to make other people feel comfortable.
4: It's not a priority for Mike. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, I feel scared of all these people around me wearing masks. Uh, <laughs> okay. But they
6: may be wondering: Does he have a cold? Is he is he sick? You know, they they are have, you're asking them to trust that you don't that you aren't sick. Mm.
5: Okay. uh, uh, the message on our Facebook page from uh, Tom, who says, uh, We had a discussion on RTHK concerning reopening parks in Hong Kong a week ago, and we're all happy to see many LCSD open-air facilities around Hong Kong have partially reopened. A big thanks to LegCo member Ma Fung Kwok for listening to our debate. Despite the very polarised political atmosphere and, of course, reader comments, life goes on. Uh, instead of being locked in a perpetual stalemate, hope someday pro-establishment and pro-democracy camps can find a way to make deals like the similarly opposed Republicans and Democratic parties do in the US to keep the workings of uh, government moving, comes uh, from Tom. Um, so t- today we have a, a partial return to work by many civil servants and also a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of uh, facilities and things that were kind of working on a reduced level will now kind of be stepped up. Um, uh, we heard Joseph Lee expressing doubt about that in the first part of the program this morning. Um, do you think now is the time to sort of step back a little bit, take it a little bit easier on uh, uh, on, on our kind of quarantining? Uh,
6: no. <laughs> I think we're sort of, as as always, we're at a kind of critical juncture, not because of what's happening in Hong Kong, where I think, you know, actually the public health authorities have done an excellent job, and so far... While we have almost 100 cases, we haven't had an explosion by any means. But because of what's happening in the rest of the world, we we definitely have to stay on our guard. So I'm sure that should things change, they we will immediately reinstitute work from home and all of the things that that you know that we have been doing.
5: Do you think the government's sending the wrong message? I mean, there's controversy about you know whether were, the Centre for Health Protection was was. Uh, uh, consulted uh, in this process but um, do you think the you know i think people are getting the impression that they we can ease off a little bit now uh, again do you think that's maybe irresponsible to to give that impression
6: yes i think i don't think we should be easing off right now while we watch what's happening in the rest of the world so we do have to be careful um you can't have people work from home forever. We do have to run a city. And so, you know, I think there's kind of a balance. And and you always have to be flexible and willing to change in an epidemic. Things change day by day and week by week. So uh, this decision to have people go back to work, it could be reversed next week if things look different.
4: There was uh, a a claim in The Economist uh, this week that maybe 80% or more of the people who are getting the coronavirus, their symptoms are so mild that they don't even know.
6: Yeah, that's one of the difficulties. We don't know that. We don't know that number, it's a kind of guess. Uh, But we do think that one of the problems with this virus is that makes it so transmissible is that people have at least initially and maybe for their whole illness, they can have quite mild symptoms and then they can be still walking around and passing it on. With SARS, people only became infectious when they were very sick. And by that point, they were certainly not walking around the streets. Usually they were in a hospital. That's one of the reasons it spread in hospitals. So this is harder to control if there, in fact, are a lot of people with mild or even asymptomatic disease.
5: Well, you mentioned what's happening in the rest of the world. Uh, and, you know, it's quite spectacular. So Italy, uh, uh, Italy now has 34 deaths. Uh, I think, and there are are a lot in um, Korea Korea as well. I'm not sure exactly how many deaths that that have been reported there. Um, But, yeah, it seems to be, you know, a lot worse in those other countries. Iran as well. No one quite knows what's happening there. Um, Why is it so much worse in those? Is that just chance?
6: Well, to be honest, I don't know the answer to that because Hmm. I don't know how much is the chance of having, you know, being exposed to a super spreader event as in South Korea but we were also, we were expecting it here. You know, from very early on, we knew that we had ties with China, that we were likely to see cases, and they were, they were ready. It wasn't kind of someone else's disease. It was, we knew that it was likely to be ours. And the public health has been very vigilant and very diligent about keeping this contained. So, so,
4: we, <laughs> we seem to be doing okay, and Singapore also doing okay.
6: Yes, yeah,
5: so far, so good. Uh, it seems as if there's a diff- quite a different kind of mortality rate as well, apparently, in different countries. Uh, very low, for example, in, Sing- in Singapore. I'm um, not sure they have any deaths, actually, in-, in Singapore. And, and-, and low here. Um, you know, how... Uh, uh, why should there be different uh, uh, rates like that? Why should the mortality be different in different places, do you think?
6: Well first we don't actually know for sure it's really hard to calculate case fatality rates when you're kind of in the middle of it we still have lots of people in hospital we don't know the outcome of those cases so it's kind of too early to say that nobody's going to die in Singapore for example I think um, experience with managing the disease clearly makes a difference Uh, the WHO uh, they did a joint mission to China and their conclusion even from Wuhan was that as time went on, they got way better at managing the cases. So initially if you were diagnosed before January 10th in Wuhan, the mortality rate was about 17%. But by the, by early February it had dropped to 0.7%. And so you know, they'd learned to, to not only to manage the medical side of it, but also just to manage the numbers.
4: Does that suggest that, in fact, we're going to have to learn in future from experience and just get quicker and better at learning?
6: Uh, Well, certainly with a disease like this, you know, most of the pandemic planning that's done is around influenza. And then as sort of as an afterthought a few years ago, um, virus X was added to the list. In other words, an unknown virus that could cause a pandemic. And that's clearly what we've got, a new virus. And we don't, there's a lot we don't know about it, so we have to be quick on our
4: feet and learn as we go along. That's actually rather reassuring that the 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 number of people who survived it now in the mainland runs into many thousands
6: yes uh, yes absolutely it's clear that for the that you know most people who don't will survive this disease the big concern is for the impact on healthcare systems if you just run the numbers about how many people could get very sick and just in absolute numbers how many hospital beds and icu beds you might need it's a lot
5: Okay, uh, M in an email says, for the doctor, Save Mike is asymptomatic uh, but thinks he's not infected so he can spread the virus, can't he? I'm
4: sorry, I missed that question. They're suggesting that I am asymptomatic and therefore I could be spreading the virus.
6: Um, It is thought to be possible. The extent to which that happens is not clear at this point.
4: How would I? How would an a? Let's leave me out of this. How would an asymptomatic person spread it?
6: Because if they're asymptomatic, they still could have the virus replicating in their upper respiratory. System. Right.
4: So they would system. sneeze or cough and give it to someone else.
6: Mm, yes.
4: So if they didn't sneeze or cough, would they? Or, give breathe. It? <laughs> or, or breathe, breathe? Or breathe? Or touch anything? <laughs> yeah. What about the people who wear a mask for? three or four hours and breathing in their own uh co2 and get a headache
6: yeah well fortunately with surgical masks do not have such a tight fit that they're likely to cause you to breathe in co2 but uh certainly n95 masks are more likely to give you a headache than than surgical masks but they do get contaminated quickly and we do see people reusing them and touching them and so on or pulling them down to smoke i always like that one
4: Yes, and of course the mask doesn't protect your eyes, which are thought to be particularly vulnerable.
6: Yes, the mask does not protect your eyes, that's correct.
5: Uh, Okay. Uh, there's also uh, the government has uh, released uh, information on where people are being quarantined. Um, Do you think um, it was leaked beforehand, basically, and the government kind of uh, followed that up? Uh, And there's a very long list. and I know a lot of people have been looking at that, poring over that. Um, uh, What what do you make of that? Do you think that's a useful thing? I actually haven't looked
6: at the list, and and it's a little bit unclear about what the... Who's being quarantined in quarantine centers, and who's being allowed to quarantine at home? So, um, but they, in the end, nobody. Whenever there's quarantine centers, nobody likes where they are. It's always it's always the case.
4: But is is there? A, can you explain the difference between quarantining and isolation?
6: Yes, isolation is for sick people. So once we have identified that you are you have the virus. Either, even if you're asymptomatic, but you are tested positive, and certainly if you're sick, then you're isolated. And at this point, with less than 100 cases, all cases are being isolated in a government hospital.
4: Which if is good. If
6: quarantine for people who don't have symptoms but have been exposed, and may be at risk.
4: Right. And then, of course, you get into the people who are discovered to have the antibodies um, because they've cured themselves. Their bodies have fought, fought it.
6: Yeah, we don't We don't yet have widespread testing for antibodies. It's something that we need eventually to be able to understand the extent to which that happens. Well,
4: it,
6: it will come, but we don't have it yet.
4: Right. Uh,
5: what, what about uh, sports facilities? We've also, you know, we had that issue of, we touched on there again, uh, whether sports facilities should be open. What, what, what's your view on that? Do you think that they're useful? Yeah. Or?
6: Well, I think there's a lot of kind of... Um, you know things that don't make sense happening. I, in, in most of the residential buildings have closed their gyms, for example, which are tend to be very sparsely used, and and you know instead people are now going to big crowded public gyms, which has <laughs> got to be more of a risk. So you, you know I think sport it's important that people be able to have be able to live healthy lives, and so being able to exercise is an important part of that, uh, but. what you do want to avoid is a lot of crowds
4: so you you want to keep it so country parks would be good yes very large open spaces absolutely full of fresh air
6: yes and right now with the low pollution levels uh, coming over the border the weather's been very good
4: okay i think you we've got our message okay
5: (laughs) uh Okay, uh, Drake says there are reportedly 3,000 members in that Korean church, and it was revealed that a number of them Went to visit Wuhan in January, and they're still going to other churches, going to work, etc. That's uh, that's uh, Drake's uh, observation. Uh, uh, of course, uh, you know what's happening. You know, with the civil servants returning to work here is also, I think, partly a reaction to to um, the the number of cases uh, falling in. Oh, sorry, well, the number of the the rate of of, of new cases reported falling uh, in uh, China. Does that mean, do you think, that the uh, in China at least, uh, and perhaps in Hong Kong, that the uh, disease has peaked?
6: I think that the... I don't know about Hong Kong. I think it's too early for us to say that. I think in China, it seems like the disease has peaked, at least for now. We don't know that it couldn't come back, that there couldn't be a second wave. Uh, but it looks like through extremely aggressive social distancing measures, they've been able to contain their
5: their epidemic okay uh our message for you mike uh from drake who says uh wrong mike remember the hot pot family the coughing member turned out to be clean it turned out to be another asymptomatic member at the table spreading the virus you can talk to spread the disease without snuffing sneezing or coughing
4: i i don't do hot pot Especially, <laughs> But you could you could especially, spread, it by, you could especially spread it by talking and you certainly talk. I like. especially don't do hotpot on the MTR and you I could, don't talk to anyone else on the MTR You could either. spread it
5: by talking. You could spread it by talking to me.
4: <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, uh, attractive though that idea is. I, I, th- <laughs> I think we don't know. We don't know.
6: There's too much we don't understand about how it's transmitted to make any definitive statements that you need to cough, sneeze, talk, breathe, etc. We just don't know. Hmm.
4: I was just—I was just uh, digging up the latest Hong Kong figures from that fantastic uh, website, the GeoData one. I see that 36 patients in Hong Kong have been discharged. Yes. Um, and we're still at two deaths. That is correct. Um, it's beginning—the percentage is beginning to come down. And I know you say it's too early to make a definitive decision, but that's beginning to look quite reassuring.
6: Yes. Yes, I, I, I think that's right. I think we think that the mortality rate of this disease, by modeling anyway, is under one percent. But you have to—you do also have to have respect for the disease because it's still looking like it's ten times the mortality rate of seasonal influenza, which is all right. in itself not insubstantial.
4: Right. For seasonal is about what zero point one.
6: Zero. Well, it depends on the year, but around point oh five.
4: All right. Okay. So, and this is maybe zero point seven to zero point one. About point seven. About point seven. Okay, uh,
5: because I've I got to say, you, you know, you hear a lot of people on the in the internet, especially saying, "Oh, this is not a big deal" and everything, and yeah, comparing it to seasonal flu and and so on. But then you see governments around the world. Um, taking really quite extreme measures and, and things being cancelled, you know, in the Olympic Games and under threat, major conferences yeah. uh, and so on. The Olympic Games hasn't been cancelled, but, you know, it's reported okay. being under threat. Things like this. Um, people seem to be taking it very, very seriously. Um, who, who's right? I mean... And-
6: well, so the, the, here's the thing. From a personal viewpoint, the risk is very low, right? 0.7%. Most people will get a mild disease... Or you know a bad flu, and then they'll get better. But if the mortality rate is 0.7 percent or 1 percent, and we have to work with those numbers, we have to make our plans around those numbers because you can't plan for the best. You have to you have to plan for the worst. If it's that high, you just run the numbers of a highly transmissible disease that could affect 50 percent of the population if left onto its own devices you think about how many serious cases there would be and how many deaths. And that, that is why governments are taking notice.
4: Because we're back to the Spanish uh, flu uh, scenario.
6: Well, so, you know, pandemics are kind of rated, uh, the, the terminology is going a bit out of fashion, but they're kind of rated like hurricanes, right, on a scale of one to five. Right. Where five is the worst. Spanish flu was a category five pandemic. And the mortality rate, the case mortality rate of Spanish flu is thought to have been around 2%. So you think about the damage that virus did. Of course, it was a different era. We didn't have the same containment methods. We didn't have ventilators or antibiotics or any of the ways of dealing with sick people. But I, my point is more that 2% is an extremely high fatality rate in a pandemic right I, th- I think we're looking at less than that but we still have to respect
4: it if a billion people get this coronavirus uh even if it's one percent that's a whole lot it's of people a dying a lot of people yeah mm. okay
5: well dr boyan thank many thanks for joining us once again a canadian physician who trained at the london school of hygiene and tropical medicine uh many thanks to you uh some uh, comments to uh, finish off from uh, listeners Uh, Referring to the, well, let's actually maybe let's go with uh, this one. Uh, Elliot, I think clearing up uh, the issue with the transport department. Uh, <laughs> who uh, you and Mike had different different experiences. Uh, the other Mike, that is, yes, okay. Um, uh, Elliot says, according to its website, the transport department was providing limited services last week. Uh, Admiralty was closed to walk-in appointments, but it was open for pre-booked appointments, and the department was still processing postal applications. This all seems a sensible way to uh, to operate in times when social distancing is being promoted as a key way to avoid infection. It's also safer for transport department staff not to have to deal with many people walking in off the street. Maybe next time Mike should check the department website before he goes. That comes uh, from Elliot. Mike, Julie, chastised. Okay, and... um, uh, Which you always say with
4: some relish.
5: (laughs) And... uh, Larry says, hello, I just heard that you said there was not any attack on any health clinic in Kowloon Bay. I got my daughter to check Chinese language news reports, uh, and she found this reported at 22.46 by TVB News last night. Get real, RTHK, you should be getting your research staff, not my daughter, to look into this type of queries before you question your listeners on air. You get paid by us taxpayers, do your work. Uh, And there's a link to a TVB News story. Um, And on our earlier guest, Steve says, Morning, laughable that Mark Simon should be ranting about police leaking information when the Apple Daily's business model is based on leaks and hype. Epic ranked from Mark. Uh, Peter M says the arrests of the three pro-democracy activists was mind-numbingly stupid, particularly at this time. We are all being asked to pull together to fight the coronavirus. Yet what, what action could you take to guarantee that divisions remain in society and to ensure that more protests continue in future? Surely this action is it. It is quite beyond sense and belief, although sadly, one has to say, not a surprise with this administration, which has shown over the past eight months that it is incapable of communicating with the community as a whole and of trying to reconcile Style, the differences uh, in society uh, and um, Mike uh, caller Mike uh, says I think I think he's ref- I think you're reacting to comments that were made about Mark actually Mike uh, just to clarify this uh, Mike says the keyboard warriors that tell people to go home if they're not originally from Hong Kong and have different opinions make me sick I think that was that was addressed to Mark Uh, Anyway, Mike continues, I did some study, found that those who get angry and voice that anger on the internet get their jollies off, their endorphins are increased and they get a buzz. I keep that in mind when listening to different emails and smile. Uh, Back to the subject. What message is sent when politically connected are treated differently and not arrested and charged when they break the law? I guess we could ask Hillary and Obama. They're two good examples of legal double standards. There, you can label me conservative now. Have a nice day. It comes from uh, Mike. Uh, Thank you very much indeed for that. Uh, A couple more emails and comments to uh, finish off. Uh, James says wearing masks comparing Hong Kong and Singapore uh, would the expert like to sorry she's gone to comment on the difference in the community where Hong Kong masks is almost de rigueur while Singapore has followed the leadership of their leaders and the statistics of the two communities do not show any significant difference maybe like Mike this community will help each other by trying to be more normal that's uh, James's take and, Attaboy, uh a boy James. Mike again says the reason the numbers are off is due to underreporting, not better management with respect to percentage of deaths uh and uh infected uh and uh a comment finally on Facebook. TC says it's been, of my view, for some time that some stakeholders, for lack of a better word, don't want the chaos to end. This is a good example of it. I think this is referring to the arrests. Howard says you'd think that our inept government leaders and their police lapdogs have nothing more important to focus on right now than going after their enemies. Shame on them. Uh, and Nigel says the government was doing quite well after the budget, but then chose to throw some fuel on the fire of discontent. Who is advising them? Uh, asks
4: Nigel. Mike, many thanks to you. Wow. I, um, yes, I seem to be the subject of quite a few of the comments. You R- love it. Really? <laughs> Would you have a story without me?
5: Come on. <laughs> the weather, mainly cloudy, light rain this morning and at night. Sunny intervals this afternoon. Maximum temperature today about 23 degrees. Uh, the outlook, mainly cloudy with a few rain patches in the next couple of days. Cool mornings in the middle of this week. 20 degrees now and the relative humidity is at 86%. Electors who have moved should
4: update their registration particulars with the Registration and Electoral Office by the 2nd of April. You may submit your application by post, email,
2: or fax, or online. Remember to submit address proof for change of residential address.
4: The deadline is the same for change of functional constituency. Check your particulars on voterinfo.gov.hk. For inquiries, call 2891 1001.
5: I'm 34, the news now with Samantha Butler.
2: Civil servants returned to the workplace from today despite concerns this could further the spread of the coronavirus. Unions have said people should still work from home until the epidemic is under control. There was also surprise that the Centre for Health Protection wasn't consulted on the move. Mainland authorities have reported 42 more coronavirus deaths, all in Hubei province, bringing its death toll to over 2,900. There were also 202 new cases. And Pete Buttigieg, the former Indiana mayor, who made an ambitious run for president, is to end his bid for the White House. Despite a promising start, his campaign has failed to gain momentum within the Democratic Party. I'll have more news at 10 o'clock. Stand by for the brew. A
1: uh,
3: sociology prof from the University of Set and Costume Design. Great interpreter of Beethoven. And a
1: oh-so-shy, quiet and retiring doggy council. Co-founder of Rockefeller Records. Hello. Uh, this is a really for adult, it's not really for kids. Yeah,
2: well, it's fun, you know. To decipher what's
1: happening behind the lift.
2: In-depth Inter- interviews and also observations.
1: Absolutely
3: no way.
2: On your radio and live online, this...